A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. All right, here's a question. What have you done 18 years ago that you haven't done since? <laughs> is there anything like I'm trying to think well here's one for me got married <laughs> so right it's been 18 years since I last got married and I seem to make a habit of that about every 18 years is there an anniversary um, no not today oh, okay no nothing like that but I'm just saying like in general like what have you not done for 18 years right well see that would be what 2005 no yeah like right yeah, yeah 2005 so Let's is there see. a trip? Is there is there a? Uh, I mean, I've moved a lots hobby. of places. Places you've been, since you then haven't I've been moved. back. God, yeah, I, I don't know. Eighteen years. You've time. moved in it. You've moved in eighteen years. I right? moved a lot. I mean, I let's see. Oh five, I was in what Atlanta. Yeah. Then I went to Memphis. Then to Minneapolis. Oh God, you moved like. Three times. I moved. Times I moved five year. times in seven years. What? I moved five times in seven years. I went from Cincinnati to Birmingham to Atlanta to Memphis to Minneapolis to Tampa, all in seven years. <laughs> God, that's the old. That's the old Rodney Dan- Dangerfield joke or whatever it was. Where we used to go. Uh, I tell you, my family they kept moving. I, we moved seven times before I was ten, but I kept finding them. They said. <laughs> Everywhere they went, I ended up finding out where they where they were, and I I joined. I'm butchering the joke, but basically, it was like we moved to get away from you. Um, yeah. Well, I don't know what I have not done in 18 years. I I would suspect it was probably get married. But here's what Dave Canales has not done in 18 years: call a single play. <laughs> the Bucks offensive coordinator, who we met, who's a delightful guy, and let me just say this: I don't know if. He is Kyle Shanahan, right? Or something very less than that. And we may not find out because, quite frankly, as we sit here today, Kyle Trask is the only quarterback. He probably needs a little bit more talent on offense than he has right now. But he's a likable dude. And you will like you will root for this guy whether he wins five games or, or 15. Uh, it won't matter. But he has not called a play in 18 years. The last play he called was the junior varsity team at Carson High School in California, which happens to be his alma mater. Um, and he's aware of it because when he went through the interview process with Todd Bowles, with Jason Light, that was like, yo, so like you haven't called a play, so convince us that you know how to call plays, right? Um, we had a chance to talk to Canales. It was his first press conference since he became the Bucks OC. Um, I would say this, that his work is cut out and I think he knows it. Um, but if, if there's a guy, you know, if it's important and it really isn't because I remember Graciano won the press conference, you want to win the press conference. It doesn't necessarily guarantee you success, but this dude 
like what a contrast between Byron Leftwich, who, you know, would be up there for 10 minutes and, you know, you'd get a lot of, well, football is football. Tom Brady is Tom Brady, et cetera. This guy bled all over the place. Like he poured his heart out and was extremely honest and, and self-deprecating and all those things that you would hope a guy would be. You know what else he was? A ball of energy. <laughs> this dude, man, he's 41, he looks 31, and he acts 21. <laughs> he is like, he's, he spoke with without much interruption for questions. He spoke for 31 straight minutes. Steve, you've done a lot of press conferences. That's a long press conference, man. 31 minutes? It is, but if you're doing all the speaking, that means you don't have to answer many questions. That's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> filibuster, you know? It, is, it, it, it wasn't quite Brady-esque filibuster yeah. because, like, Tom, you'll go back and you'll transcribe. You go, not only did he talk a long time, he said nothing. This guy said some stuff. Like, yeah. he wasn't bad. Like, he said some stuff. Yeah, Tom had the Derek but Jeter he, quality. I mean, Derek Jeter talked yeah. for a long time and never said a word. Right, right. Tom, Tom had yeah. that, too. Very Brady-esque that way. Mm-hmm. This dude actually said some stuff, and I and I was, you know, again, likable guy, um, and you know, admitted that yeah, man, I haven't called a place since Carson High School, but he has a plan, and mm-hmm. he, you know, he said something that was really interesting, and I think I think it was Rock Riley that asked the question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rock Riley here. Hey, yeah. Uh, you know, some people say, not a great job. You don't have any salary cap money. You, you know, you got a lot of free agents. You don't have a quarterback. Todd Bowles, hey, some people, you know, might not be here very long. What what were you attracted to this job? This is my best Rock Riley. And he, and he, and he says, you know what? He goes, because... Here's the thing. You don't turn down your first real opportunity. And boy, did that that hit home. (laughs) Um, But he's right, you know. Why the hell not? I mean, this guy, it's really amazing. He worked 14 years with Pete Carroll, going back to the USC days. The only previous coaching experience he had was in high school, when he did call his last play at Carson High on the JV team, right? He wasn't even a varsity play caller. He was a JV coach and an offensive coordinator. And then then he goes one year to USC as the assistant strength coach and go for boy basically for Pete Carroll. And Carroll takes him to Seattle. And he's been there for 13 years. Four offensive coordinators they have hired, right? And it started to get a little annoying for him. He he worked his way up as, you know, receivers coach and then passing game coordinator, quarterbacks coach, all that stuff. But he never got the job. And you're like, wait a minute. So if Pete Carroll doesn't give you the job in 14 years, is this really a good decision or not? Um, and he even, you know, he's even said, like, look, I, I was really disappointed the last time they hired a guy from the Rams and, you know, Pete thought he would take us to the next level. And you know what? He kind of did. Um, and so this guy is grateful for all the experiences and the different coordinators he's had to learn from throughout the years, but the, the system has evolved. And while you could say there's a little bit of everybody in there, right? Daryl Bevel and, um, Brian Schottenheimer, um, 
you know, a lot of different guys. I I think that this is going to be something of, that will be uniquely his. And, you know, the last year um, when he was with Seattle, he he was he was a little upset that he didn't get the coordinator's job. You know, like he'd been there a long time and he paid his dues, passing game coordinator, um, you know, quarterbacks coach before that, also a receivers coach before that. But Pete Carroll thought, nah, you know what? We, we're going to try to take this to the next level, and and so he has learned all these different offenses from these different coordinators, and the one thing that. Todd Bowles is attracted to, we know this, is running the football. They didn't run it very well, fewest attempts. And whether Seattle has had a lot of attempts or not many, the consistency has been they've averaged four, seven, four, eight yards a carry, which is remarkable over the years. So he's got the approach that Todd Bowles wants, and Todd is going to leave him alone to to be the coordinator, to, to decide you know, what plays he wants to call, what game plans he wants to to put in there. Um, and, you know, it, it, it's a hell of a leap of faith, but it, it might pay off. And, again, I don't – can't tell you, you know, it's all to me it's all dependent on who the quarterback is. He sounds like a guy, and I saw some people on Twitter, um, different guys responding, like, wow, he's really – Trask is the dude. After listening to that – no one else is going to come in here and take Travis's job. Eh, he can't talk about anybody, Steve. Like, there's a bunch of free agents out there that they don't really become free agents other than Derek Carr, who I asked him about specifically because he is a guy that you can talk about, and he wouldn't even go there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't talk about free agents at this point. So, from no. a team perspective, I mean, you know, the media can talk Tampering, all day, and basically, yeah. and players can try to recruit. They're not. That's not. You know, we're seeing that in the NFL, but. Representatives of the team cannot. No, I mean that's that's tampering at that point. Yeah, you know you could talk about Derek Carr, you could talk about Blaine Gabbert, who's going to be a free agent, but he's on your roster now. Right. Outside of that, I mean Kyle Trask, of course, is under contract. But outside of that, there's really no one to talk about. No. And quite frankly, you don't want to tip your hand what you're thinking anyway. Of course not, because you don't know who no. you're going to be able to sign. Right. So of course you're going to talk up Kyle Trask. He's on your roster. Whether yeah. he's any good or not, maybe we'll find out this year. We'll all find out together. And the one thing he said, and, and you know, uh, with regards to the system, like Seattle has had this thing. Of course, they had Russ, you know, they had Russell Wilson for years and years before he got bad and went to Denver. Um, but they've also had moments where it didn't matter who was quarterbacking. They played pretty well. Like Charlie Whitehorse. Remember that name? Mm-hmm. Charlie Whitehorse. One time he took over because they had injuries. And they needed to win a game to make the playoffs, and they did. And that was the season where I think they were like 7-9, and nine, and they played the New Orleans Saints. In fact, they hosted them, if I'm not mistaken. But that was the quake, right, heard because of Marshawn's run. Um, the noise from, from the stadium so loud that it registered on the Richter scale or something like that. You know, so he, he's been around – I mean, he's been around some great football teams, and he's come very close – you know, to he's climbed the ladder. Like this guy has completely earned this. Um, and I think he said something that was interesting, like you know, about getting his chance. Um, and 
surely Pete Carroll could have made him offensive coordinator and stuff like that, but he didn't. The one thing he said that made sense to me was like Seattle was known for a couple things, the Legion of Boom, the defense, obviously Pete's a defensive head coach, and then on the offensive side, they were known for great players. Russell Wilson, right? Um, the receivers they've had, DK Metcalf and you know different guys, and the running backs, Marshawn Lynch. And so people would look at that staff and they'd go, well, yeah, but they have Russell Wilson in his prime. They have beast mode. They have you know different guys. And so he goes, we had a hell of a lot of good coaches on offense, but no one came for us. You know, it just it it wasn't like it was happening that often. Um, but what changed? Okay, what changed was trading Russ Wilson to the Denver Broncos. Now Russ was not the quarterback he had been in Seattle, but it was glaring in his omission that most people thought, eh, Seahawks, eh, five wins, four wins, whatever. Well, they won nine, and not only that, but they won nine with quarterback Geno Smith, who most teams, most franchises had discounted, right, since he was a flop with the New York Jets, second-round pick out of West Virginia, all of that. And that opened people's eyes, you know. Just talking just talking to Dave, he's like, you know what, people started to notice, like, mm, they may not have the best talent. Maybe it wasn't Russ, right? Maybe it's Maybe they're getting some good coaching. And I think that's what got him interviews in Baltimore, and got him an interview with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, I mean, it. I mean, how many times does you know? Well, look at look at the offense coordinator here. You know, Byron Leftwich didn't get credit for the first two seasons with Tom Brady. Nope, it was all Tom Brady. It wasn't yeah. until the offense went south that he got blamed. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of times we do look at rosters, we do look at players, and go, "Wow, the coaching isn't doing much." Right. You know, too often. You know, certain individuals get either too much of the praise or too much of the blame. It's usually a combination of a lot of things. Sure. Yeah, it's kind of like what Herm Edwards told me the other day. He goes, you know how you get a, a head coaching job in this league? You have great players. Mm-hmm. Great players make head coaches. Yeah. They give them the opportunity, and he's right. He had he coached with four Hall of – think about the defense he played with. He coached four Hall of Fame players, you know, Sapp, Brooks, Lynch, and now Ronnie Barber, right? Defense of the ages, Okay. Think about the staff. Tony Dungy had just gotten here, built that team into what it was, and eventually won a Super Bowl with John Gruden, right? But then you had guys that became head coaches. Herm Edwards, twice. Rod Marinelli, okay? Mike Tomlin. Um, Lovey Smith. And as Herm told me, he goes, you know what? Those guys, we don't become coaches unless we have great players. And that that's kind of what the league is about. You know, it's about having having great players. Um, is Trask a great player? Mm, nobody knows because he's not played. Um, and, you know, all Canales says, like, look, he's done it at the highest level when he had Kadarius Tony, when he had, you know, all these different first-round picks that have gone around in the NFL. But he said this is a quarterback-friendly system, and it's just about getting the ball quickly out to playmakers, you know, the way Geno Smith did. And Geno Smith had a, you know, he was the he was the comeback player of the year for a reason because he threw for forty two hundred yards and thirty touchdowns, eleven interceptions, um, all of that. What Canales said about what he what he said, <laughs> what he said about Trask was interesting. He goes, 
Look, I liked him coming out of college. And if you look at what was around him, and we've not seen Trask play, really, with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, right? Because, But in college, when he was with Kyle Pitts, first-round pick, Kadarius Toney, another high pick, and Damian Pierce at, at Houston, who's a, just a, you know, an angry runner, if you will, for the Texans, he was good. He was able to distribute the ball, um, and he goes, that's what I want him to be here. I want him to be a point guard, you know, and point guards don't have to be the ones that score all the points. You just got to distribute, play on time, get the ball out of your hand. Life's better um, when you do that. He goes, you've got all the – I love this this statement. This is my favorite quote of the day. You've got all those bears chasing you. And if you don't like bears chasing you, then get rid of the ham. <laughs> I just think of that analogy. is like, yeah. You know you guys actually play the Chicago Bears <laughs> next year? Oh, my. Lions and Tigers and bears. Um, but he's right. And, I, and so what he's saying essentially is like, look, Kyle Trask is not a great athlete. Per se, you're not going to run up, you know, run a bunch of uh, run options with him or power runs with him or anything like that. Um, But he's a smart enough guy to get it. And if he can get the ball out of his hands to the playmakers and we can run the football, that's really all we need to do. Like, we'll figure out the rest. Um, You know, he talked about his offensive scheme very basic. He wants everybody to use the same terminology uh, to a T so there's no confusion. Yes, they will run the ball, but you know what? If they can't run it and, and teams are stacking up against the run, they'll throw it, you know, which is similar to what Byron Leftwich said every single week. Um, but I do think they're going to be more committed to the ground game. Uh, loves Rashad White, obviously saw what he did to his Seahawks in Germany, uh, the physicality he ran right, uh, ran with. Um, so, listen, it's a long way. The thing he's doing right now is – putting in a playbook and he says we may have 50 plays to install in the spring but they're from different formations you dress them up you disguise them you have a lot of motion going on I think you're going to see an offense Steve that reminds you a little bit of the Rams a little bit of the of the of of, you know the Los Angeles Rams um and then with with the touch of you know different guys that have been in there right whether it's Schottenheimer um Bevel um, you know, I, I don't expect the RPOs and, and, and that sort of stuff with Trask. We'll see who else comes in here to play quarterback. Um, but I do think they'll be committed to the run. I do think they'll be more physical. And I think that they'll have a lot more motion and different things to, to give the defense to think about. And if he does all those things, he's got a puncher's chance. But you and I both know as we do this podcast, and again, nice guy, you would root for him, all of that stuff. Is Trask the guy? Is Trask the quarterback? Or do you are you going to be allowed to go out there and try to sign a Derek Carr? Are you going to be allowed to try to sign, if not him, maybe Baker Mayfield or some of these other free agents? I just don't know what the answer to that question is. Well, it, it, not only are you allowed, but are you going to be able to bring them here? Afford them. I mean, them. I mean yeah. don't, well, afford them, but it also it takes two to tango. They have to want to come to here. It does. They do. You're right. You know, I mean, it, it's it's. This isn't a trade where. You no, know, it's a great point. They're just coming here because you gave up assets and the other team gave them back to you. Yeah, it's a great point. You know, so and that's where you know whoever the quarterback is, go through. You know, Mayfield, 
Derek Carr, go through the list, whoever it is. Yeah. Do they believe in Todd Bowles? Do they believe in Dave Canales? Do they believe in the staff? Do they believe in the roster? And what's the mm-hmm. roster going to look like? I mean, you know, there's still $55 million over the cap. There's going to be cuts. There's yeah. going to be cuts. There's going to be some restructurings. There's going to be lots of things. So, But what does the roster look like? You know, and hopefully, you know, is Kyle Trask the guy? We'll find out. But whatever exactly. offense Dave Canales wants to run, I hope it's catered to whoever the quarterback is. I mean, and he made that clear. He yeah. agreed with you. He he said that he goes, look, we got it. This offense is going to be based on what our quarterback can do well. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, not, I I think they're going to run the ball regardless. Absolutely, they want to do that. Absolutely, but how exactly the rest of the offense is structured, the passing game, and some of the running game, and the blocking schemes, and all that. I think it depends on the quarterback. Mm-hmm. You know, if you've got mm-hmm. a Jimmy Garoppolo. You might run it a little differently than a Derek Carr. And you might sure. run it different than Baker Mayfield. And run it different than take your pick of whichever quarterback. Right. You know, play to their strengths. I think too often I think too often we get hung up on this quarter this this coordinator's gonna do this, 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 or this, whether it's offense or defense. I think the best ones adapt and change based on personnel. Based mm-hmm. on their capabilities, based on opponents, based on—I mean, isn't that what Bill Belichick has done better than anybody over twenty years? Absolutely. You know, each week it's a whole different game plan. Yeah. You know, based on who the, what the opponent is and what they're expecting and what you expect them to do. You know, I think that's where you know great coaches are have great players. I mean, if you got average players, you're not going to be a great coach or be no, considered. That's true. You've know, you got to have great players. It's The great coaches are the ones that have great players but also put them in the best positions to succeed by game plan, by scheme, by mm-hmm. you know all that stuff. That's what great coaches do. Yeah. You, know, you have great players, but then you've got to put them in a position that they're going to succeed in or have the best potential chance to. Have the chance to make good plays consistently over and over again. And hopefully Dave Canales can do that. And look, he hasn't called plays in 18 years. That can scare you. But got to start somewhere. Grant, you don't, normally <laughs> well, don't start the, normally you don't start the NFL, but just because he hasn't doesn't mean he can't do it. We'll see. No, that's true. And he gave some examples. Um, <laughs> first of all, he coached quarterbacks, so he had to know everything, right? He had mm-hmm. to know all the terminology. He had to be able to... to Talk to the quarterbacks about it. You know, execute it during the week in practice. He was a he was a press press box guy. He was the eyes and ears for whoever the coordinator was. He will not be up there again. He will be calling plays on the field, but he'll have a guy up there in Brian Idzik, who is John Idzik's son, mm-hmm. that is moving back to the Bay Area. John Idzik's a longtime front office guy, um, and so you know he he makes no no bones about it. Like, yeah, I have not called plays. That's true, but um, I kind of know what I'm doing. You know, mm-hmm. like I, I have I have called plays and I've participated in adjustments and different things throughout the years that he has confidence that, you know, what he does is, is going to be successful. And, you know, he talked about he talked about one time, um, you know, there was there was a play they were playing. 
was right before they went to the playoffs. They were playing the Green Bay Packers. They were in the playoffs, and it was before, if you recall, the the game that um, Beast Mode had the earthquake run. Right, mm-hmm. it got so loud in Seattle at the stadium um, against New Orleans that they pulled that off. They they were having a losing record and stuff like that. But Canales the week before managed to to make a call against the Packers that resulted in the game-winning touchdown. And he said it was something that I saw in cover zero, and if we motioned the fullback out this way, then this guy would go this way. And they dialed it up, and it worked. It was something they adjusted to at halftime. And he goes, when you go through that experience, when you have something that you've studied on film and that you brought to the coordinator, you brought to the team, and then it works and you win, he goes, there's nothing like it. You know, Mm -hmm. like that's sort of what you live for. So... From that standpoint, um, you know, he, he's had an impact on some of the success of the Seahawks, but he just didn't call the plays. Mm-hmm. He had to he had to know what the quarterbacks were seeing, he had to know how to coach them, the passing game coordinator, he's done a lot of different stuff. So now it's his show and we'll see what the Bucks give him in terms of I, I'm I'm a little skeptical from the standpoint is I think this guy is gonna be handcuffed. I think you know, with what Tom Brady did, taking all fifty-five million this year, um, they got tough decisions to make on twenty-three free agents, including Jamel Dean and others. I, I just don't know. You know, I don't know what kind of money they would have. Are we talking about a Baker Mayfield? You know, I don't think we're talking about Derek Carr. Are we talking about Jacoby Brissett, and and you know, the one thing Canal says is like, look, we've won with a lot of lesser quarterbacks. Like, our system is so good. And we have so many other players that you're a facilitator. You're, we're not looking to you to make the big player, the big throw to win the game. Um, just get the ball in our playmakers. It sounds easy. It's hard to do. Uh, but if they do that, I, I, I think he has a puncher's chance. And, again, nobody in the NFC South has a quarterback, really. Um, and there's going to be some guys drafted. This is a winnable division. And he said that's what attracted him here was that he, he really does believe that, you know what, they won last year at eight and nine. I bet they can win again, you know, and have a better outcome. So we'll see. Love the guy. I, I like I said, he's a likable dude. You know, great family, great backstory. Go to Tampa dot com and the Tampa Bay Times to read about him and his family. Um, you know, brothers a pastor. All all three brothers really were stud athletes. Dad started a church. Um, or his grandfather did actually. Uh, it, it is really a uh, an inspiring story, and and like I said, I, I think you'll I think you'll like them overall. All right, we got we got one mailbag question. I think we'll get to real quick before we wrap it up. But I want to tell you guys how to save money on your electric bill. It's May Electric Solar, a family owned business. They've been operating and installing solar electric systems in the area for twelve years now. There's a lot of these companies out there, but May Electric Solar is committed to you for the long term. Here's what they do: they guarantee their workmanship with a 30-year labor and services warranty plus. With every installation, you get $750 worth of surge protection for all your appliances. That is the main difference. Visit their Hudson showroom. They display all their products. They conduct on-site testing. You can see exactly what they're going to install, and this is important. They don't use subcontractors. You know exactly who is doing the job up there. Those are Billy Mays guys. Start saving today. Call the solar energy experts at May Electric Solar. Here's the number, 727-819-2862. You can schedule a free estimate 
Lower your electric bill all year long. Preserve the quality of your appliances. That's May Electric Solar at 727-819-2862. All right, we had one quick mailbag question, I think, about... Was it about the Bucks? Yeah, so, Carl had emailed you. He said, other than the obvious need for a new starting quarterback, what is the yeah. one thing on which the Bucks should concentrate to improve their performance and record next season? That's a great question because I don't think there's one thing. If there was one thing... um. And we discussed this a little bit before the podcast. Uh, I think anything that ends in line, right? Like I'd say, line. or begins. I'd say linebackers too. Well, that's if good. Dev, if Levante David's not back, you're going to need a linebacker. You're right. You're going to need an inside linebacker. There's no question about it. So offensive line because they couldn't run or pass protect. Defensive line because Shaq Barrett coming off an uh, an Achilles injury. We you, you just can't you can't begin to protect what what he's going to be right he's going to be the Shaq Barrett from three years ago with 19 and a half sacks like how how is he going to push off like what what's his get off all that stuff uh, and you know you need more from Joe Tryon Shawinka and and then you're right Levante David like you got to have a partner you got to have you know a, a Robin to go with the Batman over there with Devin White those are all those are all big big positions and it's hard to decide what's the most important right um, I guess a lot of it depends on who's available and whether you can make a deal on this stuff. But, um, yeah, they they definitely have some needs, and you're right. They either start or finish with the word line because that's where football is won. It has always been won, and the Bucks need to improve, make drastic improvement um, really on both sides of the ball. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, always good to get your mailbag questions. You can do that at any time. Submit them to us online at SportsDayTB on Twitter. You can reach me on Twitter at NFL Stroud. My email address is rstroud at tampabay.com. The Lightning are hosting the Buffalo Sabres. That game is tonight. And the Rays, Steve, they got their first – have we got a first game? Is that coming up? Or, Saturday. Or, or full so squad we're, workout? We're, we're two days away from – they're already doing full squad workouts. We're two days away from the first spring training games for the Rays. Goodness. How, that Literally, that snuck up on me. Like, I knew pitchers and catchers went, and it was like, boom, they're playing. Mm-hmm. Um that really happened fast. So, yeah, this weekend we got we got baseball. Listen, I'm ready for baseball. This is the period of time I, I can't stand. You have some all-star games of various sports that stink, right? College mm-hmm. basketball still not the March Madness. Um, just can't get into it. We need we need baseball, man. We need baseball so that you can, you know, and I'm sure you guys are reading them, Mark Topkin in the Tampa Bay Times every day, uh, one of the best pitching staffs in not just the American League, but in baseball with the Rays this year. Should be a really interesting season, but I'm I'm looking forward to them playing games. So, yeah, this weekend, um, I guess they, they open up and start the Grapefruit League, which is great. So keep it right here. We'll be back tomorrow. Thanks for listening. For Steve Burstick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. Hmm. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.